0: Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoying the You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? What we've got here is failure
1: to communicate. Stick to the truth is what you're good at.
2: Are you ready? Are you ready?
0: Now here's our man, Eric Asher. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. You're listening to 106.1 FM NASH Icon on your radio dial. Maybe you're checking us out on the iHeartRadio app or the TuneIn Radio app. Welcome on the World Wide Web at NASHFM1061.com or ericasher.com. We welcome you old school. And, of course, don't forget on our social media platforms, at Eric underscore on Twitter, Eric Asher Facebook. Inside New Orleans show on Instagram and now on threads, should I have said x twitter x trex twitter i 'm looking at my my uh, website today, and i 'm saying again Twitter still over the website i don 't know if I want to make the move yet we 'll see we'll let it we 'll let it hang for a little while how 's that? Hey, check out our podcast because the podcast is everywhere. Spotify anchor our home base we 're in all podcasting platforms and don 't forget about the award winning inside New Orleans sports this week. Last time Ross Jackson was on the uh, program during the training camp, training camp, he broke the internet. That's right, more views on the internet than we've ever had on on the program. I'm going to see if he can break that this week. We got Ross Jackson this Thursday at one o'clock, live on WLA TV, also live streaming on the WLA TV YouTube page for the award winning Inside the 1-1 Sports. Then check out all of our uh, rebroadcasts. Set your DVR for your favorite. You'll never miss the show. 6 p.m. on LAE, every Thursday night, 10 o'clock on The Deuce, TV 2 Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock on LAE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on The Deuce, 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast, Saints News, and com. our guest this week. Hey, Mike Trilpitt joins me today on the program from New football. That's going to be at 435. Ron Higgins, uh, formerly of um, Tiger Details, that has been sold now. Uh, he is with the Shreveport Bossier Journal. Uh, he will join us at... Um, 5.15, talking LSU, LSU practice today. The Saints were off, by the way. And then we finish up with my good friend, Les C award-winning journalist. Another award for the trophy case for Les uh, last week. We talked a little bit about it. Uh, and, of course, uh, accomplished journalist, uh, uh, great author. Uh, Les will join us from CrestedSports.com and Saturday Down South. So a lot to get into today. I uh, want to remind everybody about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Yeah, it is hot, man. You know, uh, uh lived in new orleans my, my entire life i have and again we know this right because this is record breaking what three days straight of 100 degree temperatures at the airport which is the uh, official um temperature gauge for the city um and uh we we've we got to be pretty close today as well now we have had some overcast skies today maybe we don't get to 100 101 like again they were predicting uh, but this is unprecedented. To, to, again, look, we were in the 90s, right? We had 95, 97, 98. The humidity is is, is oppressive. It's New Orleans, right? I mean, we know we're going we're buckling up for this. I mean, I talked about this earlier this uh, this uh, year. If you look at the last couple of years, June has been the hottest months, right? Even July and August have not been as oppressive uh, as as we've seen in June. Now, again, that that is done a complete about-face with us having that kind of the, I would say say it's normal weather. It's a little bit of an abnormal weather because, again, the intense heat that we've had, um, you know, now for the, what, the last week and a half. And it looks like it's going to go for at least the end of this week, maybe into early next week. Uh, I mean, if you look at the the weather now, you don't, you used to just say, look and say, okay, it's going to be rain at some point, thunderstorms, because, again, we know we get the afternoon thunderstorms. It kind of cools down for, for a moment. And then here comes, again, the, the humidity that just, again, just, just, um, um, uh, shut you down in terms of breathing because it's so uh, oppressive. But, again, we, we're just not used to, again, 100-degree temperatures. It is what it is. And for those that have to work outside, again, uh, my thoughts and prayers are with all of you because it is not easy, again, to be out in that heat uh, for any length of time. I'm going to talk about that today as well uh, when it comes to the Saints, especially Jeff Duncan. He wrote an article this morning in the uh, Picayune and that, uh, you know, again, I love Jeff. And I got great respect for Jeff, but I just don't agree. And, I, and I'll get into that in just a moment. Uh, Saints, again, were supposed uh, it, was, it was reported earlier today. Remember, the Saints did not practice today, so I want to make that clear. It was an off day for the Saints today. Uh, remember, they play all three of their preseason games on a Sunday now. So there's going to be a Sunday's Saints normally will play on a Friday or a Saturday, right? Mostly Saturday nights for when it came to preseason. Uh, but, again, the Saints are, are going to be um, against Kansas City this weekend. It will be Sunday. Again, all, all three games are on a Sunday. Sunday. Kareem Hunt and Anthony Barr both left New Orleans without signing a contract. Now, look, Hunt made it clear he wasn't going to sign for the vet minimum as of now. He may not have a choice, right? Uh, Barr supposedly has interest in other teams, you know, from other teams. So, you know, again, Diana Rossini reported earlier today uh, that both teams were signing with the Saints based on, again, if they could pass their physicals and a workout. Uh, apparently, again, and I'm just as me, the Saints are low ball and available free agents. Hoping to get one-year vet, um, uh, vet minimum deals. Look, they, 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 This, this could be a gamble here. Okay, let me say this because, look, yes, they were able to, to, um, to sign Trey Turner. But this could be a gamble they could lose. Trey Turner signed a vet minimum deal. He again, uh, really didn't play well the last two years. He was coming home. Maybe that's a lot of reasons why he did that. He's trying to reestablish himself. Uh, there have been some really good players that have come off the board in the last couple of weeks. Okay, that could have helped the Saints in positions of need. Uh, they, they did not, uh, well, not, I'm not saying they did not uh, approach those players, uh, but what I am saying is I, then they did not sign those players. Um, if, if a player's holding out while training camps are going on, and now what, we need two or three for most training camps, right? It's about either money, fit, or they don't want to participate in training camp. That's what it comes down to. Now, the Saints have about $10 million left on the book to spend. Let me just say this right now. I don't have any, any, um, any sources to back this up. This is conjecture on my part. If they are low-balling available players at positions of need, uh, then, then they are not doing what it takes to win a championship. And that's all I keep hearing, right? We're going to win. We want to win. We're going to win the division. Uh, we're going to get the playoffs. We're going for a championship. We're building this as a championship team once again. Well, again, offensive line, running back, linebacker, defensive tackle, defensive end are all in need of veterans who can upgrade or backfield or backfill those positions right? I mean come on you, look you can count on if you'd like Landon Young, okay maybe Trevor Penning's the guy we don't know, right James Hurst is going to be able to play guard for you. Uh, okay maybe Pete comes back maybe he doesn't. We can look along the lines again maybe maybe Lewis Kidd's going to play for you Calvin Throckmorton I mean you know maybe Nick is ready to move in. At uh, that guard position, maybe Tommy Craner, the guy they just brought in, is is the answer. Look, ladies and gentlemen, offensive line, defensive line, if you are not winning in the trenches, you're not winning in the NFL. And if you're low-balling players that can backfill a position, okay, when you have money, this is not like previous years where the Saints didn't have money. They have money now, okay? They've renegotiated this deals that they have money. And I understand. I've said it. Look, there are some poison pills. they got to take care of players they don't want to lose. I get all of that, okay? But there are positions of need right now. Offensive line is one of them. If you're counting on, and again, they are, okay, they're counting on Grandison, Turner, and Foskey this year at defensive end opposite Cam Jordan. Maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Okay? I hope it does. I hope Turner finds himself, and he's not often injured. hope Granison continues to be able to, again, uh, get better every single year. hope Foskey, again, has a short learning curve for the NFL. The same can be said for Shepard and Saunders. Maybe they're an upgrade. Maybe they're not. Maybe Brzee can come in, and maybe he can be an instant impact player. Maybe Malcolm Roach has gotten better. We don't know. And we won't know until they take on the Texans and the Chargers, because, as I've said before, training camp is fool's gold. At this point of training camp, when you've been going against the same players every day, veteran players that know the, know the, uh, the plays, know where you're going, know your strengths, know your weaknesses, you're not getting an ac- accurate depiction of what that player is all about. You've got to play other teams. And again, that's why these controlled scrimmages work. That's why they work. Doing it against the Chargers next week in, in, in California, and then back here in New Orleans against Houston the final week. That is great. You'll find out a lot about what you have there. Because you're not going up against your teammate. But you can't tell me you want to go into the season with DeMario Davis and Pete Werner as your linebackers. And maybe Zach Vaughn and DeMario Jackson backing them up. Are you kidding me? Seriously. There are needs. Running back, I get it. You want to get Kareem Hunt in here? Maybe Kurt Merrick is the answer. Maybe he's not. But you can't be lowballing these vets. Especially vets that, again, they have something left in the tank and can make a difference pass-rushing defensive end, run-stopping defensive tackle, a running back that, again, can maybe emulate some of the things that Kamara can do, pass-catching out the backfield. In case there is an injury, you know, case Williams goes down, case Miller goes down, what you got, Merriweather? Come on, (laughs) seriously. You want to win a championship, you got to ante up you gotta, you got to get better. And there are some teams in this in this league right now that, have again, stockpiled young talent, and that young talent is ascending, and they don't feel like they need vets right now. But there are others that, again, and we see it all the time, those championship teams that will add a vet and maybe almost at the veteran minimum, a little bit above, because they think they have a chance to win a championship. Maybe New Orleans is not that spot anymore. It was at one time when Breeze and Peyton were here. But you can't be lowballing. That's why you can't be low-balling these veterans now. You don't want to get into, an, uh, again, a bidding war. But at the same time, you don't want to leave yourself exposed when injuries start to crop up. Speaking of injuries, let's talk a little bit about my friends. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, about Jeff Duncan and, and, and the column today. Look, let, me first, let me say this right now. I got great respect for Jeff. As a journalist, I consider him a friend. I appreciate all the time he has given to me and my audience on both my radio and TV shows. Jeff has great sources. Jeff, again, has great sources inside the Pelicans and Saints organization. Let me say this to you right now, ladies and gentlemen. If Jeff Duncan is writing, posting, or breaking a story concerning the Saints and the Pelicans, you know it's fact. Okay, it's either fact or, again, it's the organization floating on a trial balloon. So they've told Jeff something. Jeff feels pretty good that, again, it's going to happen or, again, this is what they're thinking. He's going to go with the article. He's going to post it. Now, this morning's article is about the Saints moving training camp out of New Orleans for next season. I'm not sure if the move of Saints training camp next season is a done deal or not. I don't know if this is a trial balloon. Let me say this. The gist of, of, of Jeff's article this morning was soft tissue injuries. Something, again, I, yours truly, that would be me. And if you listen to the show every single day or, again, even if you're stopping in, know that, again, I'm the first mover and shaker on this in this market on the on the soft tissue injuries, injuries pardon me for both the Saints and the Pelicans. I've been talking about it for a long time on this program, long before most of the media members in this town were even paying attention, okay? something that been, we've been talking about on this program. It's an issue. It's a real issue. What are they doing in terms of best practices, both the Saints and Pelicans? Because every team gets soft tissue in, in injuries, right? They just don't linger to the point where the Saints and Pelicans have over the last few years. And when it got to the point at the end of the season for both the Saints and the Pelicans, those that were in charge, that would be Loomis and Griffin, came out publicly and said, we're going to do everything. No stone unturned to be able to make sure that we got best practices on how to prevent and rehabilitate soft tissue injuries. That's what we heard in the offseason, okay? How we're training, what we're doing to get our our players ready. What's happening once those players get those soft tissue injuries, again, in terms of diagnosis and rehabilitation. That's what we heard from the team. Both teams. That was an emphasis in the offseason. As big as free agency, as big as the draft. This is what they come up with today. This is what they come up with today. Saints have been dealing with, again, soft tissue injuries over the last few seasons. They've saying it's because they're training in the heat and humidity of New Orleans. To me, that's a deflection, okay? <laughs> That's not finally the root of why the Saints and Pelicans players' soft tissue injuries keep them on the sidelines for long periods of the season. I mean, I mean, I guess all this nonsense about searching the world for the best practices on, on prevention and recovery for soft tissue injuries. And the best that, that the organization could come up with is now is moving camp to a location with a more forgiving climate. Kind of makes you go, hmm, doesn't it? Man, look, tell that to the high school teams, okay? And I know there's a lot of parents out there that are listening right now. Maybe some high schoolers just got got out of practice and on their way home, right? Tell that to the high school teams that have been training in New Orleans, in the New Orleans heat since June. Since June, okay? Tulane, LSU, all the college teams all over the state that train in Louisiana heat and humidity. Oh, for that matter, the deep south. Okay? Mississippi, Alabama, Texas. Florida. Oh, by the way, how about Arizona? <laughs> you know that the Arizona Cardinals train in the desert. That's right. They 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 train in Glendale. Uh, the Texans, well, they train in the heat and humidity of Houston. Okay. The Jags, Bucks, and Dolphins—they all train in the heat and humidity of Florida. By the way, Houston and Florida, those are also teams that deal with hurricanes. That was also part of Jeff's article this morning. That, again, they don't want to be in a situation where they have to, again, have to, have to run away from a hurricane. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> hurricanes are even hitting the East Coast now. Have y'all figured that out yet? You know, if you might go to West Virginia, you might get a hurricane during the, during the summertime. You might. Okay, you might. CODIS is not immune. Especially the changing weather patterns we're seeing right now. But to blame soft tissue injuries on training in Metairie is a huge reach by the New Orleans Saints. Let me just ask this question. Don't the Pelicans train indoors? I mean, isn't it an air conditioning uh, gyms? No? Uh, Why are they dealing with lingering soft tissue injuries? The Saints have an indoor practice facility paid for by the taxpayers of uh, of the state of Louisiana, right? Okay? Including that training facility, by the way. They can get out of the heat if they want. LSU has, has, a, has a bubble, okay? They get out the heat. Uh, there are other teams that are domiciled in high cl- hot climates that are not blaming soft tissue injuries on the climate. Let me say this. Even if the Saints would have moved back to La Crosse or, or, or maybe West Virginia or California for training camp, they still got to come back to New Orleans. I mean, they still got to acclimate themselves to the New Orleans heat and humidity, right? Training camp is a month tops! A tops! That means they're coming back to New Orleans in late August. Wait a minute. August, September. Hurricanes. August, September. Still oppressive heat. I mean, we don't start feeling a cool breeze around this place until October. October. So what happens when they return to Airline Drive? They're going to start blaming the soft tissue injuries on, on having to come back and acclimate themselves to the heat? I mean, at some point, the organization has to take responsibility for the prevention and rehab of soft injury, tissue injuries. I mean, this is what it is. Look, I get it. Hydration is the key. But you also got to get acclimation to the climate, right? Now, Jeff did say in his article that the Saints are doing a renovation on their cafeteria that is used by both the Saints and the Pelicans. But you know that can be done around the seasons. Come on, okay? I mean, they, they could blow the building up and put it back up, okay, uh, in, in no time at all around the Saints and Pelican seasons. But if the team wants to move, the, move camp because of, again, The reasons why most teams move camp. You know, come up with bonding, right? Getting away from family and friends. Getting away from the distractions of everyday life. Sequestering the team for a month so that they can get camaraderie and get team building. I could get all of that. But don't blame the damn soft tissue injuries on on the New Orleans heat and humidity. Please. That is a cop-out. The Saints want to leave for a month uh, for training camp. i got no problem with it. But don't blame the soft tissue injuries on the climate because it just doesn't hold water, ladies and gentlemen. For all the reasons I've mentioned in this monologue, if moving camp is the best they can come up with soft tissue injuries, then the facts are the Saints nor the Pelicans have done what they promised their fan base they were going to do. Which is, again, do their due diligence to prevent or rehab soft tissue injury injuries. Because, ladies and gentlemen, let me say this right now. <laughs> As I've mentioned... It's not bothering the Dolphins, the Jags, or the, or, or the Bucks. It's not bothering the Arizona Cardinals who are practicing in the desert. It's not bothering Louisiana high school kids who have been practicing in, in, in this heat and humidity since June, or LSU, or Tulane, or any other teams in the Deep South. Nobody else has complained about soft tissue injury. It's part of the game. The problem is the Saints' medical staff and training staff, the Pelicans' medical staff and training staff have sucked for years. Misdiagnosis of injuries. Go down the line of players that, again, that have talked about this. Their training staffs have been substandard in keeping their players on the floor or on the field. Maybe it's all about the players they're selecting as well. Because some players want to nurse injuries and not get back on the field. And want to be able to collect that check. Maybe that's something they need to take a hard look at as well. We've seen that with the Pelicans and the Saints. But don't blame it on New Orleans. Don't blame it on the climate and and, and the humidity and the the heat. Because that just doesn't hold water. That's just another excuse for, again, why you can't win a championship again. Got no problem if you want to take camp elsewhere. Other teams have done it. Most teams in the NFL now practice in their home city or their home state. It is what it is. Other, other coaches have taken their teams, and after a few years, Peyton has done it, other, teams, other coaches in, in the history of the Saints, and taken them to, a, um, to a, a cooler climate just to get out to kind of change the pace. They're doing that with, again, these, these workouts with these teams going out to Los Angeles. The, the, the weather should be beautiful. Hopefully. Well, we don't know. Weather patterns are changing, right? But don't get it again. Don't tell me that you can't practice in the heat and humidity because Houston does it. The, 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 uh, the, the Florida teams do it. And yes, every team in the Deep South does it college, high school, pro. That's just an excuse. And excuses are for losers. Enough said. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. 100-degree temperatures out there. Again, if you're looking for a company you can trust, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. That's right. Burkhart will try to fix your system. They're not coming in with the mindset, man, we're going to gouge this person, cheat this person. We're going to try to get them to come up with a new air conditioning system. No. They're going to go in, try to get you up and running as quickly as possible. Again, with their Nate certified technicians only doing the work that's necessary. Truly a company you can trust, it's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. I've trusted Burkhardt for 30 years. One of the reasons why? Expertise. Uh the again, treating your home like their home. And then of course, honesty, reliability. All the reasons why Burkhardt should be your air conditioning company. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, that's ACpromise.com. That's ACpromise.com. Coming up next, again, we start our guest list, Mike Trippett of uh New Orleans.football. Uh that will that he'll have us, he'll be with us till five till the five o'clock uh, uh break. Then uh we'll have uh, Ron Higgins of the uh, Shreveport Bossier Journal. Talk at Tigers at 515-535-LESS-SEAS. CressidySports.com comes in. I'm Eric Asher. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. Stay tuned. Broadcasting from the Dudley-DeBosier Injury Lawyer Studios, official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. Call 444-4444. This report is sponsored by eBay Motors. You'd do anything to keep your vehicle happy. Let's make sure it stays running smoothly. With eBay guaranteed fit, the right parts are just a click away. When you see the green check, you know that part will fit. Get the right parts at the right prices,
2: ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good afternoon. Let's check back in with your traffic and see how things are moving out there on your roadway. Well, let me update you. 10 going eastbound between Power Boulevard and Veterans Boulevard. Uh Uh-oh, still working with that accident. Now moved to the right shoulder, but we're working with stop and go traffic if you're coming from Williams Boulevard. Also, as we make our way, State Street at South Claiborne Avenue. Watch out for an accident affecting that area as well. I'll keep you up to date with the latest traffic. I'm Jones right here in the New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center.
0: I'm mean here with my good friend Mike DeLaHusie of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say to Eric? Hey, did I ever tell you you have, like, the perfect face for radio? No, Mike. Did I ever tell you that you have the perfect 24-hour diner? Hey, bud, no. As a matter of fact, you haven't. That's because you don't. Come on, man. You know that ain't nice. And uh, neither is your help. Oh, man. And why do you eat here so often? Well, my wife says that I'm a glutton. For punishment. The TikTok Cafe, where the video poker is always hot, 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 causeway and I-10. Better known as the intersection of E. coli and salmonella.
3: Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect
0: your home from potential disaster called termites. Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. Don't forget about my friends over at Dave Mead Insurance, independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policy, serving the entire metropolitan area. That's East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes, where, again, the company was born. Dave Mead Insurance is your one stop insurance specialist, searching over 50 companies to get you the best price for your insurance needs. Uh, Call, click, or come in today for a quote at 504 556 0809. D A V E M I L O E T I N S agency.com is the website Dave has, again, multiple offices uh, one uh, is very convenient on veterans uh, next to Shogun. or again you can uh, if you want to save call dave at 504-556-0809 if you're looking for an insurance agent you can trust it's like dave me out of dave me insurance that's 504-556-0809 joining us now on the program from new orleans.football mike triplett joins us on the show mike how are you hey what's
4: going on there
0: I'm doing great, Mike. Thanks for the time, as always. Before we get started, tell the folks about NewOrleansFootball, how folks can subscribe, and what you guys got going.
4: Well, look, I, I, I hope everyone's aware. Um, it just keeps growing by uh, by the minute, by the month, by the year. Um, you know, it's a it's a YouTube show now. It's a website where where Nick Underhill and I are writing articles. Brooke Kirchhoffer has joined us full time now we got a full staff out there, photos, video. Um, I, I, I really I put our coverage of the Saints against anyone, and I would put our passion uh, of covering the Saints. Uh, you know, being a, being the eyes and the ears of the fan base next to anyone, uh, I'm really proud of the work we do.
0: And, and, Mike, you guys are on location too at times, right? Again, so if folks want to come oh, out yeah. and show the show, they can about do that. to
4: be about to be two time zones away, this time next week, right? Well, I have no idea what day it is. I never know what day right. it is during training camp, but. <laughs> About this time next week, we're flying to L.A. for the joint practices, the Chargers. And, and look, that's that that's when you'll get more bang for your buck than any time. Yep. You know, it's awesome when the fans get to come out and watch practices here in New Orleans. But, but but obviously, they don't televise those practices. You can't watch them unless you're in L.A., and, and we'll yep. have you covered.
0: Beautiful. And, of course, if, if people are on the West Bank and they're hungry, how can they grab a great bite to eat?
4: Chick-fil-A. My wife, uh, thank you for always bringing that up, Eric. My wife... Uh, operates the uh, Chick-fil-A in Algiers. They're doing great, and uh, one thing I love about that organization, and obviously my wife specifically, is, is how much they want to be a part of the community. Uh, actually, my son just started working there, and they were just out of a school it, just like cam jordan out of the school every tuesday uh <laughs> sandwiches.
0: <laughs> that's beautiful that's beautiful well congratulations on, on on the business and congratulations on the growth of new Orleans that football as well um uh, mike let's start off with again look you've seen a lot of saints training camps you've seen a lot of saints teams we're getting into now the dog days of camp compare and contrast the town on this team to maybe previous teams
4: the talent is is excellent um I think they absolutely should be expected to win the NFC South. I think it should be a huge disappointment if they don't. I think playoff and even NFC Championship slash Super Bowl expectations are genuine and realistic. My only concern is the depth of that talent. I think they used to be. 25 and 28 year olds in their prime who were ranked in the top 50 in every summer, you know, top 100 list by the NFL network and ESPN and CBS. And now there's a little bit more 34 year old Cam Jordan, 34 year old DeMario Davis, 28 year old Alvin Kamara, 31 year old or 30 year old Mike Thomas, 32 year old Tyron Matthew. Um, so, in a lot of ways, you know, and, and and obviously, if you didn't already know how how thin every team's hopes are because of injuries, um, Saints fans have learned that lesson in a painful way the last two years. How quickly you can go from having a a great team to Marshawn Lattimore missed nine games and Michael Thomas missed fourteen games and Jameis Winston got hurt two years in a row, and and that right. changes everything. But if you tell me that they're starting twenty two, are going to play a lot of games this year? I, I think that, I think it's realistic to be as optimistic as you've been about any any team, you know, in the I guess later era of these Saints, you know, the twenty seventeen sure. on era of the Saints, not not twenty eleven Saints, but 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 more recent era of the Saints.
0: Mike, go. With that said, Saints got about nine million dollars left to spend. Look, there are some and pills with some players in terms of their contracts where, again, they probably like to get them under a, a new contract so they don't have that dead money they have to face over the next couple seasons. Uh, but with that said, what are some positions where you feel they need to backfill with veterans right now so that, again, they could possibly overcome injuries that may happen to the starters?
4: Yeah, I mean, that's so hard to expect at this time of the offseason. I mean, the two guys that they just visited with today – That may or may not wind up signing are are pretty interesting. I mean, Kareem Hunt at running back and Anthony Barr at linebacker are are two guys who've been outstanding players very recently. Um, I think both of them would just be depth that you're getting at a a discounted rate since they're still out here in August. But yeah, I mean, they added Trey Turner earlier this offseason before he got hurt. So I mean, there are there are some big names out there who could still contribute, but I don't think you're really changing the makeup of the team at this point. So um, I, I think adding depth now, I think it's a lot more about having that ready list as ready as possible, seeing who gets cut other places, hoping you don't need to add depth. But, but you know, you're one or two. I and mean, We've been seeing it with the offensive line. That, the offensive line has been pretty banged up in camp. Yep. I hate seeing that. The good mm-hmm. news is that Trevor Penning and Cesar Ruiz, uh, and Ryan Ramchek, who I, I think are the three guys we had the most concerns with, they're all on their expected pace. Um, you know, so their starting five is out there every day. If James Hurst is going to win that starting left guard job ahead of Andrews Pete, Eric McCoy's out there every day. But but that's a position where I wouldn't be surprised at all if they decide they have to go get uh, a real veteran if, if there's one or two significant injuries Their linebacker. If it's not DeMario Davis, who's dealing with a, a cap injury right now that, mm-hmm. that's not expected to be serious, all of a sudden if DeMario Davis and Pete Werner are going to be there, I think you're kind of paper thin there. Um, wide receiver, if you don't have Alave thomas Shahid, um, you know, then all of a sudden you start to have concerns. I, unfortunately, it, it's like that at a lot of positions, but that's probably mm-hmm. true of every NFL team.
0: Um, Shepard and Saunders, are they an upgrade?
4: Uh, I don't know for sure that they're an upgrade because, you know, I, I think they would have kept David Onyamata at the right price. I think it would have been right. foolish to pay David Onyamata as much as the Falcons paid him. Mm-hmm. Um, but to say they're an upgrade, I, that, that would probably be a disservice to Onyamata. Um I like Colin Saunders, though. I like, obviously, Brian Brzee. I like things mm-hmm. we're seeing from him. They're going to do it by rotation there. The the most interesting thing to me about the defensive line, though, is, and we had heard this, uh, I want to say back at the Combine, before free agency, that even before a lot of those guys got paid a lot of money to leave, um, David Onimata, Marcus Davenport, Mm -hmm. Caden Ellis, if you consider him part of the front seven, before Mm -hmm. those guys got a lot of money, they wanted to revamp their defensive line. They did not like the direction their defensive line took last year. Uh, obviously, we saw the run defense fall off. So right. a lot of things they did, and actually this is previewing a story that I'm going to have coming in the next day or two. Um, they wanted to get attacking more aggressive and lighter. Uh, Malcolm Roach is about 7 pounds lighter. Peyton Turner is about 7 pounds lighter. Colin Saunders is more athletic than what they've had mm-hmm. at that position. Brian Brzee okay. is definitely more athletic than what they've had at the position. Uh, they didn't want to lose Ryan Nielsen to the Falcons. But they hired Tom, Todd Grantham, who has a history of having attacking fronts. This right. is something by design that Dennis Allen and their sports medicine director, Matt Ray, um, they really felt like uh, they had maybe gotten a little big, a little heavy, and a little reactive. And they want to be a little more proactive on the defensive line. So I think the defensive line can be better, for sure.
0: How about uh, Trevor Penning? Uh, the question has been, again, you know, he's big, he's, he's a mauler. I mean, he's a huge man does he have the feet to play left tackle as you've watched him against Jordan against other players in camp and again we'll find out more when, the, when they take on the Chargers and the Texans over the next couple of weeks but uh is he a is he a legitimate NFL left tackle it's
4: it's a work in progress and it's the right question to ask because if you if you tell me what Trevor Penning's season is going to be like and, and, and you know, I, I you know, I get to have the time machine, and I get to know exactly what happens with Trevor Penning this year. I, I feel like that might change my record prediction in both directions more than almost any you know. Obviously, Derek Carr and other players, but I sure. think Trevor Penning has the potential to be special and elite and and like wow. Um, you know, it reminds me of the, the you know like Jordan Mailata with the Eagles who. Uh, has turned into an elite left tackle or, you know, uh, he has, he has like unique, rare, special traits, not just like if he's healthy, he can be good. Like if he's healthy, he can be an all timer. Um, But he also has, you know, major questions about foot injuries, major questions about development, you know, being raw, being inconsistent, Mm -hmm. being a better run blocker than pass protector. I do think, If he stays healthy and he's out there at the baseline, yes. Did you say legitimate NFL left tackle? Yes. I think Mm -hmm. I feel pretty comfortable that you know last the last two years really uh, we saw well last year mostly we saw James Hurst starting most of the games at left tackle. I think he can be that good. Maybe not as consistent, but the ups and downs will balance out to where he's at that level. Um, I think the negative is if he's not on the field, and I think the positive is if he comes along even faster than expected, he could be special. So there's a lot of variance in in, in what he might be. I think.
0: Mike Trebelt, New Football, our guest. Mike. Um, obviously, again, it's gonna. What, uh, this team will go as far as the two lines take them, but. Yeah. Quarterback is the most important position on the field. How has Derek Carr looked? When you look back at Derek Carr's career with the Raiders and now again fast forward to what he's doing in New Orleans, um give me your give me your comfort level on on again him uh, maybe again um um getting better at the things that maybe he wasn't as good at in the first part of his career and of course his leadership role all the ta- all the things that encompass a great quarterback uh for a team what what talk talk about Derek Carr what you've seen from him this year
4: look i i like to fit a lot i i'm really impressed and optimistic with what i see with Derek Carr now i don't think the, the, the world or, or, you know, the nation or the football uh, watching, you know, public is going to have a drastically different opinion of who Derek Carr is. But I think he's right for what this team needs. I mean, we talk about the talent that they have at so many other positions. I think they're a talented team that that is poised sort of from top to bottom to be a playoff team and a division winner. And he's the kind of quarterback that sort of like what Teddy Bridgewater was for them when Drew Brees missed five games a few years ago. Maybe a little better than that, but like he's the right fit. And um, I just was texting with someone today, and I was saying it's kind of like what Kirk Cousins has been for the Vikings or what Ryan Tannehill became for the Titans. Like not necessarily a game changer who is winning because he's your quarterback, but if you felt like you had everything else in place and you feel good about the rest of your team, he's the quarterback who can get you to where the team should go. I mean, he, he really fits their offensive philosophy. Pete Carmichael is eager to give a quarterback two to three choices at the line who will read the defense and put them in the right play and make sound decisions. Carr right. loves doing that. Um, their offense is similar to what John Gruden's offense was like. Mm-hmm. And Carr had his right. four best seasons when he was playing under John Gruden. So Derek I'm not going to say, oh, everyone's going to find out. He's actually a top-five quarterback. He's going to look like Justin Herbert this year. No, but if the Saints win 11 games, he'll probably be ranked in everyone's top 10. You know, he's probably in that Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, uh, Daniel Jones. You know, if it works, he's going to get a lot of credit for it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um- Mike, I do want to ask you about Dennis Allen. And, and look, Dennis Allen comes in last year, again, didn't, didn't do well with the Raiders and his, uh, his tenure as, as his head coach there. Uh, struggled last year. Uh, a lot of people, myself included, questioned, again, uh, some of his decisions, et cetera, how he handled things. He seems to be a more comfortable coach and a, co- a coach that seems to be more in command of the situation than last year. That's me on the outside looking in. You're there yep. every day. Give us your your synopsis of the maturation process of Dennis Allen as a head coach.
4: Yeah, I I think that's fair. I mean, you hear him talk, and I mean, there's subtle things we judge. I mean, it seems like maybe nothing, but, I mean, he starts every every press conference by reading off the injury report and telling us exactly where everyone stands. And, like, you know, he's not trying to, you know, create these... (laughs) these false impressions of what matters and what doesn't matter. Um, I think he's a little more open. I think he's a little less guarded. Um, He, like I said, I don't think they lost Ryan Nielsen on purpose. Uh, They did choose to move on from Chris Richard. He brought in guys Mm -hmm. he's worked with before, Joe Woods and Marcus Robinson. He brought in Derek Carr, the exact kind of quarterback he wants running his offense that he knows from experience. I, I, I do think that, you know, they're giving him every opportunity to succeed. It feels a little less like he's the caretaker of what Sean Payton left behind, and he's going to, you know, succeed or fail on his own merits this year. And, and I think he seems to like that. He can't help but learn from what worked and what didn't work in the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I you know, I would buy stock in him now that stock is at its lowest point. Uh, right. But there might, you know, I mean, there might be some, you know, there, there, there might be some hurdle he's never going to overcome. Um, this roster might not be good enough. The health of this team might not be good enough. Uh, I've said this a million times. Sean Payton's 2021 season, his last season in New Orleans, was right. virtually identical to Dennis Allen's first season, 2022. Mm-hmm. There's some things even a Hall of Fame coach can't overcome. Um, but, but I do think, I do think a lot of how people are judging him are based more on results than than him himself, you know. And obviously, he's not as dynamic a public figure. And you know, when you lose three games, everybody's like, "I I don't like his demeanor on the sideline," you know. Um, I mean, that that right. kind of stuff. That kind of stuff is not what should be judged. So, I I think everything he learned from last season, he uh, you know, he and the team have put him in a position to to have success this year. I, I can't guarantee it's going to happen, but. Right, I, I like his chances.
0: Let me, let me ask this question, a final question for you. Um, what do you think they're looking, what type of impact are they looking from John Gruden uh, being involved with the Saints that are in this training camp? What are they looking for from John Gruden?
2: Yeah, I,
4: look, I, I know a lot of people are, are, are sort of looking under rocks with that one, and who knows, maybe one day he'll be on staff as he tries to rehab his image or something. I, I don't know for sure, but if he did not have you know, obviously the the controversy surrounding him, the, you know, the, the fact that he was sort of banished from the NFL, mm-hmm. if he didn't have any of that, if he was, you know, Tony Dungy who used to work with, you know, a quarterback and then retired, his two visits to the team have been an obvious no-brainer to me. I mean, he had already me visited too. the Saints multiple times because of his relationship with Sean Payton and Pete Carmichael mm-hmm. and Mickey Loomis over the years anyway, And he also just happens to be the coach who had the most success ever with Derek Carr and who Derek Carr says every chance he gets how much he he loved working for as a coach and as a guy who understood his pluses and minuses. It it would probably be malpractice not to get his opinion on how Derek Carr fits this offense. Um, So, you know, it's been advisory. It's been, you know, consulting. Um, Maybe one day it'll be more than that, but... But I think the reasons for it are pretty obvious.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, I, look, I think it was a great move. Uh, anything you could do in helping Carmichael, again, uh, in terms of uh, play calling, et cetera, setting up uh, the scheme there. And, of course, as you mentioned, the relationship with Carr and Carr having that uh, comfort level with him. I think it's a win-win-win. I don't know how anybody, any Saints fan, uh, could be against having Gruden again coming to camp. You could be, against, uh, you could be against
4: it if you don't, you know, if you're against. You know the things that he said, and the things that, that, the things that happened. I agree. Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. But from a football standpoint, from yeah. a football standpoint, yeah. yeah. And like, I don't think I don't
4: think it necessarily projects any sort of lack of confidence in Pete Carmichael. Like he can't do the job, so they need to bring in someone mm-hmm. else. Pete Carmichael is a big reason why Derek Carr is here. Um, but I, I think I think I think the moment that sealed the deal with Derek Carr. Was him and Pete Carmichael talking at dinner late into the night? You know, drawing up plays at the table right. uh, during his visit. I, I, I think. I think they. I think he saw a kindred spirit there and a guy who who sees the game the same way he does. So for all the fair knocks on Pete Carmichael, he did not do a good job last year. The offense has really uh, hit rock bottom in recent years in, in creativity and consistency, um, but. But I, I think he's. I think the biggest plus you can say for Pete Carmichael is his shared vision with Darren Carr for for what direction they should head.
0: Mike, thanks for the time as always. Certainly appreciate it. Again, have a safe trip uh, to to LA and back. Tell us all about New Orleans football and how folks can follow you on social media.
4: Yeah, you can go to New Orleans football. You can sign up uh, uh, this time of year. At any time of year, it's the best bargain. <laughs> For, for, for you know, less than $10 a month, uh, but certainly this time of year when, um, you know, the daily practice reports, the daily stories, the daily videos from everything that's going on uh, as we try to figure out uh, everything we can about this team. Uh, uh, this, this is the month to sign up, and then hopefully we grab you permanently after
0: that. There you go. Mike, how can folks follow you on social media?
4: At Mike Triplett on Twitter.
0: There you go. Thanks again for your time. We'll talk again soon. Really appreciate it. Thanks lot there he goes, Mike Trippin. Again, look, Mike telling it like it is, telling, again, how he sees it, how he's seen it, again, and, again, I appreciate his, his honesty. And, um, and um, of course, you know, again, uh, only, only time I'm going to tell on, again, uh, how good this team can be. Hopefully, again, they can stay healthy. That, to me, has been the biggest issue over the last two years and will continue to be the biggest issue with this team going forward. All right, you're listening to Inside New Orleans. Don't forget about my friends at Burkhart uh, Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank, ladies and gentlemen, gentlemen, if you are looking for a new air conditioning system, allow Burkhardt to come out and give you a price. If your existing system is not cooling your home or your business, have Burkhardt come out there and and, and inspect your system. Uh, Allow them to repair that system for you because that's what they do. They repair systems. They don't automatically come out and say you need a new system. They're going to try to repair it, only doing the work that's necessary and truly a company you can trust. A company I've trusted for three decades It's Burkhardt. That's acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. You're listening to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric. Casher. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Deluca of the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike. You know what my prescription medication, the TikTok Cafe, have in common? What's that? They me? cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry mouth, ringing finished. in the ears, depression. Oh yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, I-10 in Metro. right back. Hi, I'm Chad. And I'm Steve. And together we're Dudley DeBosier. If you've been injured, you deserve Dudley DeBosier, so you demand Dudley DeBosier, the official injury lawyers of the New Orleans Saints. And the only law firm in Louisiana with a no fee guarantee. That means you pay nothing, no fees, cost, or expenses unless we get money for you. Dudley DeBosier, home of the no fee guarantee backed by the black and gold. That's the Dudley DeBosier difference. Call 504 444 4444. That's 504 444 Chad Dudley, New Orleans. Dudley
1: 2213582 report is sponsored by America's Best Contacts and eyeglasses. It's a lesson in back-to-school savings. America's Best offers a comprehensive eye exam and two pairs of glasses from just $79.95. Don't wait. Book an exam today at americasbest.com. In certain states, eye exams provided by independent practices. See store for details.
2: Good evening. Let's check back with your traffic and see how things are moving out there on your roadway. Well, Crescent City Connection, as we travel eastbound between Whitney Avenue and Earhart Boulevard, watch out for stop-and-go delays in that area. Also, making our way... Interstate 10 westbound at Veterans Boulevard. Watch out for an accident off to the right shoulder and still causing stop and go delays if you're coming from Clearview Parkway. Also, as we make our way, Interstate 10 eastbound from 610 Franklin Ave towards Diamond Road. Watch out for a bit of slow traffic. With traffic, I'm Jones.
0: Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Cash I want to thank Mike Trippett of New Orleans.football for joining us in the program. We've got another great hour coming up for you. Ron Higgins is going to give us an update on LSU practice. Uh, he's with the Shreveport Bossier Journal and also RonHiggins.com. And then we'll finish up with Les East where we can talk everything. We can talk Saints, LSU, Tulane, Pelicans. That'll happen at 535. I'm your host, Eric Cash. Don't forget Ross Jackson joins us in the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. And as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in to the program. Remember, support the sponsor, sponsor our program. If you like what you hear, again, thank our sponsors. Go to EricAsher.com for a slice to the sponsor, sponsor our program. We'll be right back. Don't move. Mm-hmm.
5: You talking to me? You talking to me?
3: What we've got here is
1: failure to communicate. Stick to the truth, it's good your goodness.
0: our man, Eric Asher. Hour number two of Inside New Orleans, Eric Asher with you until six, four to six weekdays right here on 106.1 FM NASH Icon on your radio dial. Check us out on the iHeartRadio app or the TuneIn Radio app, our digital platforms, on the World Wide Web at NASHFM1061.com and also ericasher.com. On the social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on X, formerly Twitter. Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram and Threads. And, of course, our podcast is everywhere. Anchor, Spotify, our home base on all podcasting platforms. Search Inside New Orleans Show with Eric Asher. Ross Jackson joins us on the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports uh, this week. Make sure you check us out Thursday at 1 o'clock, live broadcast on LAE. Uh, also live streaming on the WLA-TV YouTube page. And then uh, here come the uh, rebroadcast for you, 6 p.m. on WLAE tv on um, Thursday night. Uh, That is also 10 o'clock on the Deuce, WLA TV 2. Uh, Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock LAE, Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce, Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television, always at ericastro.com, always on our social media platforms, and always on the WLATV YouTube page. All right, thanks to Mike Triplett for joining us on Hour number 1. Uh, Ron Higgins, Shreveport Bourgeois Journal, and also ronhiggins.com will join us uh, in about uh, five minutes from now, and then we'll finish up with lessees of Sports.com. Interesting comments by uh, uh, Commissioner Sankey of the SEC. Uh, saying that they the, the SEC does not have to be in four time zones uh, to be able to be relevant, and I'm I'm paraphrasing here, um, as um, uh, uh, relevant in terms of their conference. Of course, we we're, this is all having to do with the um, with the next round of uh, conference realignment, um, and it's something I talked about yesterday on the program. It's interesting he said this today uh, because. I mentioned yesterday you look at the big twelve you look at the big ten um and and you look now at maybe the a c c right and all three are in a situation now where they're pulling uh teams uh from different time zones especially again the uh, the uh, the um uh, out west um when you when you look at this Okay, and look, we're looking at uh, what now the Big Ten being the Big 18, maybe Uh, the Big 12 being maybe the Big 16. You got uh, Oregon and Washington that that now, again, uh, have uh, bolted for the uh, uh, for the. Uh, the Big Ten along with uh, UCLA and USC, Arizona, uh, Arizona State, Utah headed to the Big 12, which would be the Big 16, Cal, o- o- Oregon State, Washington State, and Stanford all are, are remaining in, in, in what was once the Pac-12. Uh, and there's some talk that uh, the ACC may be interested in both Cal and Stanford and I talked about it yesterday. It just makes no sense, okay? And all of this is going to be very difficult, not just for – look, football is one thing, right? You're playing one game a week. But when you get into the other sports where you're playing twice a week, okay, or whether, again, you're, you're playing a series like you do in baseball, uh, you know, again, the travel costs are, are going to be prohibitive. I mean, just, it's going to be difficult, okay? You know, when, when you talk about the revenue split, like I talked about yesterday with these super conferences, is it going to be enough – to be able to again offset the, 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 the travel cost, okay, that, that you're going to have to have to have for not just football, but for all sports. All sports. Because the expansion of these conferences is so spread out a- across the country. And I said it yesterday the SEC, they are geographically again in the deep south, and they've stayed that way. Oklahoma is the farthest you can get, right? Okay, but still considered again, you know, the deep south, or at least the south. Uh, pick, picking up a Clemson or a Florida State uh, to 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 go to 18, okay? Picking up again, uh, you know, maybe you know uh, other teams that are in, that are in, in uh, that are domiciled in the South, in the Southeast, makes sense for the SEC. I don't see them going out and 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 pulling again a a Pac-10 or Pac-12 team, or uh, uh, you know, uh, I just don't. I don't, you know. Uh, this is something, again, that, that, that is different with the SEC than any of these other conferences right now that, that are expanding because the SEC is staying geographically, which is, again, what we saw in, in the traditions and the history of college athletics. And, you know, this, is, this goes back to the beginning of all of it, right? But when you start talking about these super conferences, that's what we're going to. We may go to four super conferences. You know, the SEC will be in the catbird seat because they're only, uh, again, inter, uh, uh, allowing members that, uh, to be able to enter the fraternity that are, again, at least domiciled in the southern part of the United States. And they're not having to crisscross the country or having divisions, a Western division on the West Coast and an Eastern division on the East Coast. And then maybe you never see those teams unless you're playing in some type of championship. And then again, as I said yesterday, before we go to Ron Higgins, as I mentioned yesterday, what happens with, again, the the college football playoff? uh, And and again, that format. Can you stay at 12? Do you go to 16? Do you go to 20 teams? I mean, what are you doing now? Are you going to mimic what you're doing in, in, in the subdivisions? With their type of playoffs, uh, when you go to these big conferences, again, that, that that has to be part of it because you still have to include, again, the, 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 the so-called not, what is it, uh, Power 6, it was the Power 4, Power power 5, now Power 4, okay, and, and then again, the, you know, the other conferences like the AC. so we'll see again how this kind of plays out, but the SEC is the only one that's got it right okay, staying within their geographical area because they understand that it's more than just football. You have other sports. All right, joining us on the program now, I think he's one of the best we have in the state when it comes to covering the LSU Tigers. Performing uh, with Tiger Details, which is no more, but again, uh, uh, he, is, he is now with the Shreveport Bozziah Journal and has his own website where you'll be able to find out everything you need to know uh, about, uh, about what Ron Higgins is writing, uh, writing, writing about. Uh, he is Ron Higgins. Ron, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for your time, as always.
5: Well, thank you. And the SEC is the only conference that all the teams and all the states are are connected together.
0: They're all connected together. It's the, it's the only one that stayed a little bit sane through all of this. But let me, get to, let, let me hype where you're at right now and your website, and then we're going to jump into this a little bit, and we'll talk about the Tigers. Ron, you just made a move. Uh, you know, Tiger Details was sold. So, again, tell us a little bit about, about your, 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 your new landing spot. And, of course, what I think is, a, is an ingenious move, again, to, to have a website which has all your work on it. Tell us all about it.
5: Yeah, well, uh, I'm, 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 you know, doing the LSU stuff for the Shreveport bosier Journal. It's an online deal. that kind of restarted under the old name of the Shreveport Journal, which was an afternoon paper at one time that I worked for, got like 40 years ago. Uh, and it's a good idea because it gives a it gives a North, North Louisiana link to South Louisiana, and also in reverse. Yes. And And uh, you know. It, it's like three days a week right now. It goes to seven days a week when football season starts. But so I thought, you know, I don't know what happens when football season ends. So I said, you know, why not now start a website of my own so I can put up stuff every day, uh, yep. which I like to do. And uh, I put all my videos up there and uh, uh-huh. all my stories. And it's free so people can go to it and, uh, you know, read it free. And uh, and uh, it's been been well-received so far. I enjoy doing it. So, yeah, Uh and uh you know it's uh it's been nice to have the practice access we have. Uh yes. you know it's a, it's a stunner when the head coach says in his first press conference to you, uh you're going to have a uh 10 times where you can uh, you'll be able to watch most or part of practice. Uh so, you know, right. so you can get a, so you get an idea how, how the team is and uh, and you can put together your offensive and defensive lineups, and when you do that, once you mm-hmm. email them to me, uh, that's what Kelly's <laughs> Uh, you know, I mean, here's a guy who gets it, here's a guy who, yeah, you know, for years, uh, you know, schools don't release injuries, mm-hmm. you know, and hide behind kind of a hip a law, but Kelly's right, Achilles, you know, with all the gambling stuff that's been going on this past summer, um. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact, really, you have a, a casino, probably, golly, two, three miles from all practice field, both in both directions. Yes. Where you can replace bets. Uh, he said, "Let's just have an NFL-style, you know, injury report. Let's release it every yeah. week. Just, let's just say what's who's hurt and why they're hurt. I don't want gamblers that are trying to get to my team or uh, my personnel or my anybody who." uh you know managers or anybody trying to get information injuries mm-hmm. is just put it out there uh again another bold step for the a guy who i I think is uh, in two and started second season has put together a team that's loaded at just about every position on the team
0: yeah I would agree with that as well. Uh, we'll get back to LSU in a moment. Let's, let's go back to the original comments we were talking about, again, with the, with the um, expansion of conferences, the, the death of the Pac-12, uh, and, of course, the possibility of maybe Clemson and Florida State possibly, again, bolting from the ACC. Uh, and the fact that, they, again, Sankey said today that he doesn't have to be in four time zones to be able to promote the SEC. They have seemed to be, again, the only one that, that has some sanity in all this so far.
5: Yeah, I, mean, I think the see is very proud of the fact that all the states are connected. They're very thoughtful when they take teams. Uh, they want teams that fit their demographics. Most time they want the major university in a state they go to to get a team. And also, they want schools that have really good overall athletic programs, uh, schools that have great facilities. Uh, so they're very thoughtful about what they get. I mean, you know, when they got Texas and Oklahoma start next year, it's more than getting their football. You're getting schools that have complete, really good athletic programs. Oklahoma's like what? What nine thousand games in a row in softball? Been doing the national championship again. They're good in gymnastics. Texas is good in a bunch of different sports. I think it, for, for SEC, it's they don't need the money grab because they're already there. And, mm-hmm. and but they they're very thoughtful about what schools they want and, 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 and you know want to get. And, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I kind of laughed when I saw Florida State was moaning and complaining about the money. Yeah. The right. You know, back in 1992, SEC was expanding. It wanted Florida State, and Florida State mm-hmm. said, no, no, thanks. Right. No, thank you.
0: And uh, I think I want the Bobby competition.
5: <laughs> yeah. There's more it was more Bobby Boutman than anybody else. Sure. Uh, and so now they're you know they're trying to hunt somewhere to go, but it, it, it is ridiculous what you talked about. Uh, what's not taken into account? Uh, yeah, have, will, will the TV money offset offset the expenses for travel right. to for go all across time zones? I mean, right. also in all of this, what about the fans? Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, you, you, your fans can't consistently travel all year, you know three times going to wait to see you play football games or, or you know. Uh, right. It, this is a, it's a huge – I mean, I, I don't – when they put putting this stuff together, it's just – I think people forget about the, all the local things that go along with it and the, the amount of money involved. And, again, you got to weigh the fact – are we going to make enough, you know, PB money to cover our travel expenses and still pay for all of our sports? And sure. that's uh, – that's a that's a big question
0: no, it's a huge question, and it's a question that I'm not sure many of these athletic directors and presidents are looking at right now when, when you start getting into multiple time zones. And, and of course, you know, if, if you're, you're on, the, you know, on the West Coast and you've got to go all the way to the East Coast, I mean, with your golf team and your basketball team and, you know, this and that, and, you know, again, the baseball series, basketball, traveling twice a week. I mean, come on. It just doesn't make a lot of sense logistically. But we'll see again how it plays out. The SEC's had some sanity. Let's get to the Tigers. I know our, 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 our audience is, is chomping at the bit to know what you've seen so far in the open practices that you've seen on how good this team could be. Preseason top five in the coaches poll. Uh, is, is that where you think that they're going to be? They're going to be a top five team and have a chance for a national championship?
5: From what I've seen so far in practice, yeah. Uh, and it's been nice to say that so far what I see in practice because we haven't had this act, this much access before in probably 40 years. And, and now we can see something and, and, and make a judgment and see what's going on with it rather than having a head coach just blindly tell us something like Arjron or or uh, Les, and you go, okay, they're going to be great, and they come out the first game and they're awful. Uh, this team is good. It's got two really, really good quarterbacks. Garrett Nussmeyer threw the ball today about as good as I've ever seen a guy throw a ball. I mean, uh, Daniels is throwing the ball great. They've got like. You know, seven wide receivers, eight, nine wide receivers. They got like six running backs who are good. Uh, They they got two pretty good offensive lines. They got two pretty good defensive lines. They got, um, I mean, uh, linebackers might be a little light in defensive backfield. I mean, they got some new cornerbacks and stuff. But this team is absolutely, I mean, it's 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 building the depth that you need to win national championships with and. Honestly, you win national championships probably in the last half of a year because that's when you're on fumes. That's when people get hurt. That's when you start tapping into your depth and see sure. if you, you can, you know, finish the marathon. Uh, and I think that I think LSU is is getting there. And I yeah, it, when it came out number five yesterday, I thought about it and I, I thought, you know, what I've seen so far. Yeah, I'd say that. You know. Mm-hmm. And I'd be stunned if this team didn't come out and play good in the opener. I mean, I, I, it badly wants to win this opener against Florida State, sure. Because they they know how bad they played last year and still mm-hmm. almost got to overtime, right? They know how bad they played, and yeah. so it, it's a point of contention for them to come out and, and, and play really good that game. And yeah. I mean, there's so many things in place now that weren't in place last year. I mean, Jaden Daniels is confident; he knows the offense. Uh, he's not hesitating on throwing the ball he's making good reads uh, the running back room has gotten even bigger and better with uh, Logan Dix from Notre Dame coming in mm-hmm. uh, everybody who remained got better uh, the, the wide receiver course, got better but the, the tight end the tight end room is ridiculous mm-hmm. it's just stupid they got they got four or five guys four guys honest to god was 64 to 66 six, uh 240 to 260 65 who are athletic and can run and catch the ball. And as I wrote today on my website, uh, Brian Kelly in his 11 years at Notre Dame produced 12 NFL draft choices who were tight ends and like six of them were in the second round. LSU has produced nine tight end NFL draft choices in the past 41 years. Uh, He places the premium tight ends. He wants to expand his offense. uh, And now he's got some tight end depth to do that with. Uh, we we saw how good. When Mason Taylor. We last year in preseason camp, Mason Taylor was the buzz of the camp. Like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. And you know, he proved it. And he had the second best receiving year of tight ends in LSU history. And now they got depth there. So, like, almost everywhere that you, that you knew that needed depth last year, they have filled that up. Uh, are there weak points? Yeah. I mean, I, I, again, defensive backfield. They they have to redo mm-hmm. it again with a bunch of. Um, you know a bunch of transfers but they're good transfers uh, okay. the, the the specialty teams uh, Aaron Anderson that transferred from Alabama you know right. from Menazar is going to be absolutely hell on wheels as a punt returner and also as a receiver he is probably maybe the fastest guy on the team a jet uh, so all the, so all the stuff that that you know last year I mean, look, look, LSU. Let's say that, I mean, that they were—I'm to say lucky but they were forced to go ten and four last year, mm-hmm. and they're like they—they they like trailed three or four games and came back and won. They were very resilient. Uh, this year, I think they expect to win because they have—they have more talent. They know it, and they're—they're they're practicing and playing very confidently. Yeah, so yeah, I think this is going to be a really good team. i I'd be stunned again. I've been able to put my own eyes on for a change, and that's, right. it's a blessing to do that because
0: Brian Kelly gets it. He certainly does. And, and, and Ron, if you would, with only about three minutes left, talk about how quickly he laid this foundation down and 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 that now, again, going into, what, year two, has a legitimate chance of winning a national championship. I mean, look, we know was has got some talent. The cupboard was somewhat bare when when, um, when Ogeron was on his way out. But how quickly, between the transfer portal recruits, he has rebuilt this program.
5: Yeah, I, I mean... Look, let's just face it. This is the most proven head coach has ever hired. I mean, when LSU, when LSU hired Saban, he basically just coached Michigan State sure. for a few years. He wasn't, he wasn't proven. I mean, Les wasn't proven. Orgeron certainly wasn't proven. This is the most proven guy they've ever gotten. He knows how to build programs. This is his 33rd year as a head coach. He understands how to build programs and maintain them and get better. And, I mean, what he's done in the transfer portal last year, I mean, look, like the transfer portal can help almost any team if you have a plan and know what you, how to do it and do it right. Uh, and he's been very selective on, on, on his trans, transfers. He knows what gaps he has to fill. He knows how they can you know, help his team exactly. And he's done a great job in the transfer portal. And it's been LSU was able to immediately rebuild last year after having like 39 scholarship players when he took over. And, again, this year he, he's plugged in people in different places. Uh, you know, O Yokohofo from Texas, a defensive end, mm-hmm. really good. Mark, Omar right. State, Auburn State, uh, State linebacker, really good. Mm-hmm. You know, Logan Diggs, Notre Dame Trevor, he's done a great job of plugging in people in the right places. Uh, yes. And plus his, 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 the freshman recruiting has been really good. This is a guy knows mm-hmm. how to build a program. And, uh Yep. I'd be stunned if he didn't win a national championship before he threw at LSU
0: because
5: he has turned it so quick and understands how to maintain.
0: 100% agree with everything you've said today, and I appreciate your expertise, as always, on the program. If you would, once again, tell us about where where folks can catch all of your writing and who you're writing for now and how folks can follow you on social media.
5: So the best thing about me is I'm free on every site. treeportbojourjournal.com is free. Uh, B B. Ron Higgins is free. So you can read me in both places free, and also uh, on Twitter at Ron Higg, R O N H I or X as they call it now.
0: <laughs> yes, X. But but it, t- the website is the Ron Higgins or Ron TheRonHiggins. com. The Ron
5: Higgins. The. was
0: taken, so I said, okay, why, why not okay. the TheRonHiggins. The Ron Higgins. Yes, why not? Why not? Why not? There you go. Sounds good, Ron. Thanks again. Appreciate it, my man. We'll be checking in with you pretty soon again with, uh, uh, with everything that's going on with the Tigers. And uh, as always, we appreciate your time.
5: You're welcome, Aaron. Have a good day.
0: You too, buddy. Thanks. There he goes, Ron Higgins. Well, one of the best we have. He's been doing it for a long time. I'm glad to see you again he landed on his feet uh, after Tiger Details, which you knew he would because he's in high demand because he's that good. And, of course, doing the website like I did a few years ago, uh, what, something like a decade ago now, right, uh, where all your content is right there for folks to be able to find, it's, it's just the way to go. No doubt about it. You know what the other way to go is? Getting a generator for your home or business so you never have to worry about the power going out. I don't worry about it anymore. I mean, again, I used to, I used to uh, living in, uh, and again, I, and I live in Metairie, right? When I lived in New Orleans, I worried about it constantly, right? So I lived in all these Parish, Mid-City, constantly worrying about the power going out. Then we got to, got, got, and moved into our home in Metairie. At first, I didn't worry about it. Then I started realizing, wait a minute, this, this area is compromised. Uh, you know, I mean, we, the power's going out, you know, every, every few months. And, and I'm like, you know, well, for no reason at all. And I'm like, well, you know, but then we don't understand what? The electric grid. It got worse after Ida. So we made the decision. We were going to hurricane-proof our home. What well, The first thing we did was we went and got a Generac generator from our friends at Burkhart. Ladies and gentlemen, one of the best investments I've ever made in my life, much less in my, in my home. We do not worry about losing power anymore. If we decide to evacuate for, for, for a tropical event, we know we can come home quicker because we have power at our house. We don't have to worry about, again, our food spoiling, all the money we lost, again, over the last few hurricanes or tropical events. Again, we don't have to worry about that anymore. If we decide to stay, we know, again, we will have power. Because, again, that Generac generator. And Burkhardt does it all. They do the install for you. They do emergency service. They have maintenance service to maintain that generator for you. They have a warehouse that's fully stocked with all the parts you need for your generator. No excuses. And then, of course, you can finance that generator over time. Again, they have many, many options when it comes to Generac generators uh, uh, that are uh, right now domiciled at their warehouse in in Mandeville. They do a new install, quality check after one month. And, yes, their dedicated generator team are the best ever. Again, they do the continuing education. They Again, uh, the Burkhardt brothers go to the, uh, to the Generac uh, conventions and, and doing the continuing education so they know all the ever-changing uh, world of, of, of generators. It's one of the reasons why they were one of the companies that were putting the generators safely in your yard long before it became a state law. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, experts doing it right. Planning, permits, inspectors, they do it all for you. Their dedicated generator team, again, all you have to do at this point is decide which generator you want, whether you want to finance it or time or pay the money up front. Burkhoff takes over and takes care of everything from that point forward. If you want peace of mind, you want to, you want to make sure that, again, that you're, you have a, um, uh, a company that you can trust, It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating Generator Sales and Service. ACpromise.com. That's ACpromise.com. Thanks to Ron Higgins for joining us for the program. Less East is next. I'm Eric Asher. Don't move. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon.
1: This report is sponsored by Dairy Queen. Hey, DQ fans, the caramel fudge cheesecake blizzard treat has arrived. It's so wonderful that you won't want to miss out. Indulge your cheesecake cravings and get a heaping helping of fudge and caramel too. Try it today, only at DQ happy. Tastes good.
2: Alright, good evening. Let's check back with your traffic and see how things are moving out there on your roadway. Well, as we travel 10 eastbound between 610 Franklin and F and moving towards Diamond Road, look out for stop and go traffic. Also, we have heavy delays if you're moving 610 going eastbound between Elysian Fields and the 10 Merge. Also, as we travel Crescent City Connection eastbound between Whitney Avenue and Earhart Boulevard, be mindful of a bit of slow traffic affecting that commute. I'll keep you up to date with the latest traffic. I'm Jones from the Northern Funeral and Cremation Service
1: Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over
3: 60 years. Don't let this happen to your largest investment. Call DA Exterminating now. We're ready and waiting to protect your home from potential disaster called termites.
0: Call DA now or visit us on the web at daexterminating.com. Looking for a company you can trust when it comes to your vehicle? Is your vehicle out of warranty? And if you're still bringing your vehicle over to the dealership, and again, uh, just absorbing those dealership sticker shack prices, i got a company you can go to. It's a company that I bring my vehicle to, and I trust my vehicle with. It's Southern Tire, Hickory & Airline and Metairie, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. A member of the Piazza family on site every day. Tony Sr., Tony Jr., Tony Jr. Tony's daughter Jen, his wife, and those ASC-certified technicians that have been with Southern Tire in a lot of cases for decades. That's right, they've been doing it since 1972. 72 with the largest selection of tires in the metropolitan area. All the major brands, wheels and tires, again up to 30s inches, and of course they'll have something to fit your budget no matter what you drive. You can also finance those tires over time. When it comes to keeping your vehicle on the road, the same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, you get at Southern Tire, and I've said many, many, many times before, even more diagnostic equipment than the dealership have you have at Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline and Metairie. Looking for a local company with a family-owned and operated business that will again will will treat you like family and and again, take care of your vehicle. Do what I do. Bring your vehicle over to Southern Tire. Hickory and Airline and Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. 504 737 1558 is the phone number. Southern SouthernTire.com is the website where you'll find all of their, um, all the tires that they that they uh, sell, wheels and uh, and rims that are on, on sale as well. And of course, as always, uh, you can trust the Piazza family. Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline and Metairie, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. I am your host, Eric Asher. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, we appreciate you guys checking out the program. I want to thank Ron Higgins for joining us on the program. Now, award winning journalist, accomplished author, Les East of com and Statty Down South joins us on the program. Les, how are you, bud? Doing well, Eric. How are you? I'm doing great, Les. Thanks for the time, as always. Certainly appreciate it. Before we get started, first of all, tell everybody about your book, how folks can uh, can uh, can pick up the book, and then again, uh, where folks can find all of your great articles.
6: Yeah, thanks, Eric. Uh, the book is called Donkeys, Elephants, and Giraffes. It's a uh, political novel, uh, contemporary, and uh, folks can find it at all the major online platforms. Uh, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, etc., or you can just Google the title, Donkeys, Elephants, and Giraffes, and find uh, other outlets where you can purchase it. Uh, and I've been writing a lot lately at CrescentCitySports.com, mm-hmm. and that, that's probably going to continue uh, now that football's heating up. I uh, yeah. had something on the Sugar Bowl Awards the other night, as well as mm-hmm. a lot of Saints stuff, because there's been so much saints news coming out of training camp in the last week or so and then uh saturdaydownsouth.com i've posted a, a start of camp story for lsu Ole miss and mississippi state and that will be heating up uh any day now as the colleges get into the heart of their training camps
0: less extremely busy but always gives us time on both our tv and radio shows we are very very grateful for that thank you as always less some um, I want to start off with Doug, uh, maybe a little bit off the wall here. Um, Jeff's article this morning talking about soft tissue injuries and, and then the, um, uh, the moving of training camp. Look, I, I get it. You want to move training camp, move training camp, okay? Uh, I, I get soft tissue injuries are, are, are part of the game. The issue has been the lingering of those soft tissue injury, injuries and also prevent, prevention of soft tissue injury, injuries. And as I mentioned in my monologue today, again, no disrespect to Jeff, who I have a tremendous amount of respect for and consider him a friend, uh, but uh, again... Uh, there are Louisiana high schools that, that that practice in this heat. Louisiana colleges practice in this heat. LSU Tulane, LSU has a bubble. Most of the teams in the deep south, they, they practice in this heat. Oh, by the way, the Arizona Cardinals practice in the desert. The Texans tra- practice in Houston. Uh, the Jags, Bucks, and Dolphins all practice in the heat and humidity of Florida. Houston and Florida also deal with hurricanes as well. Uh, I think that if this is the Saints' excuse to try to get out of town, uh, sorry, the Saints' excuse about, about uh, soft tissue in- in- injuries, they are way off base on this. I get it. It's part of it—the uh, fatigue, hydration, all that. But again, other teams are domiciled in 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 humid climates, in 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 uh, in in uh, in very hot climates, and they and they and they practice in in those facilities. Most NFL teams practice are domiciled in in their facilities that that are are practicing their facilities that are uh, having training camp in in the city that they are they are domiciled in. So, with that said, I don't again. If the Saints want to, want to take training camp on the road, I got no issue with it. Just don't blame the soft tissue injuries on it. And, and that, that, was, that was the only thing that I had uh, that I, that I kind of like, took away from that article. I was like, whoa, is this their excuse? Uh, after, after saying in the offseason they were going to turn every stone unturned around the world to make sure that they found best practice on how to prevent and, and also rehabilitate soft tissue injuries by both the Pelicans and the Saints. And, oh, by the way, the Pels practice in an air-conditioned facility. Your thoughts.
6: Well, I guess there are two points I would make. One is uh, on the day before training camp started, um, Mickey Loomis and um, Dennis Allen were both asked about injuries, and Mickey said that they did a deep dive into the injury situation as best they could in comparing it to others around the league uh, with a limited access to information they have about other teams. But one thing they did right. determine is that last year their soft tissue injuries were way down? Their injuries overall were still uh, a lot, although he said that they weren't really out of the ordinary for the league, but the soft tissue injuries were much less last year. So I'm not sure, you know, they've had a couple of high profile injuries here in the last week, but I'm not sure um, that right now that that's such a big concern given the fact that they went down a lot last year. The other thing is, why did they build the indoor facility? They, they can get out of the heat any time they want. They don't have to go outside for five minutes the entire training camp. Just go inside if it's too hot, if you're worried about that. And then I guess one other thing I would say is they've been all over the place. They went to the Greenbrier. This administration knows whether that climate and the uh, country club atmosphere at West Virginia was helpful Mm -hmm. or not. They know whether or not going to Millsaps College in Jackson to get away, go on the road, and yet still be in the heat. Was that a good move or not? Talk to alumni, talk to former coaches, was Lacrosse Wisconsin great, was Hammond great, was Rustin great, that they have all kinds of, uh reaction they can get from people who trained in all these other places to find out what happened but the fact that the soft tissue injuries went down last year and they have an indoor facility that's available for the entirety of not only training camp at the regular season uh tells me that this is a non-issue
0: and i'm with you if you want to take training camp on the road take it don't blame soft injuries on it Soft tissue injury On That's my only deal. And that's well, what I kind t- of took from the article today. That, again, that was part and parcel of why they want to
3: move.
6: In 2006, Sean Payton had his first training camp at Millsaps College in Jackson. And he did it right. because he was a first-year head coach coming in with a lot of new players in the wake of Hurricane Katrina. And he felt like getting away and living in a dormitory and the Spartan aspects of yes. that situation We're going to help toughen up his first team as he tried to set a new tone for the franchise. And I understand Mm -hmm. that. I don't really understand why getting away is uh, thought to be advantageous right now, but I'm with you. If for some reason you want to do that, you must have a better reason than the soft tissue injuries, which, again, were fewer last year, according to the organization.
0: And we 100% agree. I want to shift gears now to, again, the the, the craziness of realignment of college athletics. And, uh, again, uh, uh, Sankey, the SEC um, commissioner, came out today and said, look, we don't need to be in four time zones to promote the SEC. SEC is the only conference right now that's staying geographically uh, 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 that Geographically is having their, their, their teams in, in one area. Um, yeah, uh, the Big 12, Big 10, they're going into the West Coast, rating the Pac-12, et cetera. My question is, and it's always been, okay, I get it. You want to have a bigger conference. You want to be able to be seen on the West Coast, et cetera. But now you're going to be over multiple time zones. That might work for football once a week, but how does it work for basketball and the other sports? And is it cost prohibitive for the programs as a whole to be able to have these conferences that are spread out over multiple uh, time zones? Your thoughts.
6: Well, I think it's very short-sighted. Uh, the SEC is in a unique situation because uh, they've, one, been uh, out in front of this expansion uh, for quite some time, in addition to having already been the strongest conference there is. And so they've been able to build this mega-super conference without uh, venturing too far out of their footprint. I guess, you know, South Carolina, when, when they came into league, sort of mm-hmm. went a little bit. Uh, to the far reaches uh, of the South, but that wasn 't as big a reach as we 're seeing these days so so the SEC is the strongest conference in football it 's the biggest money maker it wins the most championships, and so everybody else is trying to keep up, but they don 't have the geographical advantage to be able to do that so if they want to get this is all about TV money one hundred percent the only reason these other conferences The only way they see an opportunity to compete monetarily with the SEC is to get the bigger programs and the bigger TV markets that they can get. And if that means they have to go from Seattle to Miami or Los Angeles to New Jersey or whatever it might be, they're going to do it because they think that's where the TV money is going to be because of the size of the markets and the attractiveness of the programs. But I think when you start sending both and tennis teams and even baseball teams and others, 3,000 miles to compete, you're going to find out that that TV money gets uh, diluted very quickly. So I think it's extremely short-sighted. I think it's going to lead to a a gigantic uh, football playoff system in in the not Mm -hmm. too distant future. That's going to be interesting to see. But 10, 15, 20 years from now, I think a lot of people look at this and say, "Boy, we were short-sighted. Uh, this was a disaster."
0: Right, and, and not to mention, one of the great things about sports has always been tradition, right? I mean, the yeah. tradition of, uh, of you know, the conference you pull for, the team you pull for in that conference, your team, etc., and you know the the, the, the the teams you play against, those rivalries, and a lot of that is getting washed away now.
6: Well, no question you know the Pac-10, I think, has been around since 1915. Okay, and it is, right now it's the Pac-4, and you know for all these years that they did the BCS and the Bowl Alliance and all these things, where they made incremental steps toward expanding the postseason and getting into a playoff format. Perhaps the biggest obstacle to not to having quicker progress was the Rose Bowl's tie-in with the Big Ten and the Pac-12, and it was the granddaddy of them all. We can't mess with that fundamental mm-hmm. thing. The Rose Bowl has just gone out the window. You can't have the Big Ten and the Pac-10 champion meet in the Rose Bowl if the Pac-10 doesn't exist. Yeah. So everything, tradition-wise, even 15, 20 years ago, that tie-in with the Rose Bowl was one of the strongest anchors for tradition that there is in college football, and it just got thrown out the window in a matter of days.
0: It's amazing the transformation, what's happening now. We know it's an arms race. We get it. But, again, I just think that a lot of the presidents, the athletic directors, are being short-sighted, uh, especially when they look at, at this from a holistic standpoint of, of again, all programs and what it's going to take. And then the losses, as I mentioned, not just the losses of you know, you know, the, the, the conference, but the traditions, all those things that, again, that really make college football special, make college athletics special.
6: Well, and also, and I'm going to sound really naive by saying this, but that's okay. I I still believe it it should be a factor. And that is, what does this do to the students, okay? Yeah, I understand a lot of uh, the elite players, especially in football and basketball, are trying to build a professional career, but 90-plus percent of the student-athletes are not going to be professional athletes Mm -hmm. in any manner that's going to earn them a lifetime's worth of salary. So what are they going to, they going to be flying? 3,000 miles three or four times during their season uh, while they're trying to maintain their academics and take tests right. and do everything to stay uh, uh, up to speed. And I understand that probably sounds naive. And if, if it's not a factor, then we've really crossed the Rubicon.
0: Right. And, and again, which means that, again, that we can honestly say that college athletics are the minor leagues for the, again, the professional leagues, especially when you talk about the NFL. No doubt about it. Less, look. Uh, I, I, I don't know where this goes. I mean, I don't know if Florida State and Clemson are going to both from the from the um, ACC. This made bow, bode well for Tulane down the line here, with again this this re, uh, realignment once again, because again where they are in terms of uh, of their program right now, maybe the ACC is their future uh, uh, home. Uh, but uh, right now, uh, the dismantling of again the traditions of, of college athletics is is uh, is, is pretty disheartening.
6: Well, it is, and you know, there's so many tentacles to this thing. When you throw in the the NIL and everything else, I mean, we're headed to uh, a maximum of four mega conferences, and it's going to be. Yep. Uh, it may wind up just being like the AFC and the NFC, or maybe they're going to be able to mm-hmm. split it into four. I don't know. And everybody's going to be paid. And it's not only going to be about the money for the conferences and the schools, but it's going to be even more about the money for the individual athletes. And I, I've said for, for decades that the athletes should be able to share in the revenue that they generate for the universities, mm-hmm. but that no one has a handle on that link. Kiffin's right. They have no idea where that's headed because nobody has, Uh, a a clear um, set of parameters for how to proceed in a a sensible, viable way with the NIL. So this this whole thing is a mess and it is 100% driven by greed.
0: Yep, 100% agree. Thanks as always for your time. Once again, tell folks how they can follow you on social media, how they can get your book, and how they can check out where uh, where all your great articles are.
6: Thanks, Eric. Uh, donkeys, elephants, and giraffes. Just uh, go online and you can find it. dot uh, SaturdayDownSouth.com. I'm on Facebook, and I'm on X at Less underscore East.
0: Who would have known that way back when, what was that old commercial, X marked the spot on the West Bank, that X would be, again, a international now deal, right? It marks the spot on the Internet. There you go, no doubt. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate the time, as always. Anytime, Eric. There he goes. Well, let's see. It's always telling it like it is. All right, don't forget about my friends at Burkhart. Yes, folks, even after hours, you get home tonight, AC is blowing hot air and hits 100 degrees outside. It was like in the 90s last night, like 10 o'clock. Okay? You need air conditioning. Uh, call my friends at Burkhart. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call for. they come to your home or business. They have after-hour service for you as well. Nate-certified technicians, only doing the work that's necessary. And if you're in the market for a new system, don't sign that contract with any other company until you call my friends at Burkhart, Allow them to come out and give you a price. Uh, and, and, of course, you'll find out very quickly the professionalism, honesty, integrity, and, of course, only doing the work that's necessary. If you're in the market for a new system, they sell some of the top brands in the industry, like Amana, and they're incredible um, An incredible warranty and, of course, saving you money every single month on your power bill. Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, Generator Sales and Service. They're my company, acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. We'll be right back. the TikTok Cafe in the heart of Metairie, at Causeway and I-10 are better known as the intersection of diabetes and high cholesterol. Southern Tire, family-owned and operated since 1972. Southern Tire is your one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires. Whether it is your personal vehicle or a fleet account, at Southern Tire we treat your vehicle like our own. At Southern Tire we have all the latest diagnostic equipment and ASE certified technicians the dealerships have without the dealership prices. Hickory & Airline in Metairie open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-7 to schedule an appointment I'll go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Come join us at Old New Orleans Cookery, 205 Bourbon Street. Open late, serving lunch and dinner seven days a week. Have an extraordinary cocktail while enjoying authentic Cajun Creole cuisine in our dining rooms or our beautiful courtyard. Two Bourbon Street balconies with adjoining private rooms to dine in or have your next event. Bring your family or friends for a wonderful dining experience. Old New Orleans Cookery is perfect for date night order online for delivery at nolacookery.com, it's always a great time on Berman Street at Old New Orleans Cookery. If you have a medical emergency, go to your nearest Rapid Urgent Care. There are several locations to serve you. North Shore, South Shore, a total of six locations. You won't wait for hours to be seen by a doctor. In fact, most patients are in and out in just 40 minutes. Strep throat, flu shots, COVID-19 testing, x-rays, drug screening, or lab work. Go to Rapid Urgent Care. They can handle it on site. No appointment needed. Walk in with your ID and insurance card. For the location near you, go to RapidUrgentCare.com.
1: This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Fall into autumn hiring with Indeed. Their all-in-one solution makes it easy to attract, interview and hire candidates. Sponsor a job and immediately get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit.
2: Alright, good evening. Let's check back with your traffic and see how things are moving out there on your roadway. Well, as we travel 10 eastbound between 610 Franklin and I, and moving towards Diamond Road, look out for stop and go traffic. Also, we have Heavy delays if you're moving 610 going eastbound between Elysian Fields and the 10 Merge. Also, as we travel Crescent City Connection eastbound between Whitney Avenue and Earhart Boulevard, be mindful of a bit of slow traffic affecting that commute. I'll keep you up to date with the latest traffic. I'm Jones from the New Orleans Funeral and Cremation Service Traffic Center.
0: Hi, welcome back. As we discussed uh, today about uh, conference realignment, now it looks like the ACC. May add Stanford, Cal, and SMU of the American Athletic Conference. One of the reasons they're looking at um, SMU is uh, they may go to a two-tier type um, uh, funding uh, if they can keep uh, FSU and Clemson. And the Mustangs have a deep-pocketed... alumni, and they might be willing to take less money to, uh, to, to get into the ACC. So we'll see again how this plays out with Tulane down the line here, but uh, we look at the realignment, and it is continuing. All right, I want to thank Mike Trippett, Ron Higgins, and also Les East for joining us on the program. Thank Rudy back at Studio. Also want to thank all the great sponsors sponsor our program. Go to ericansher.com for a slide show to the sponsor, sponsor our program, and uh, just click on the uh, on the icon of your favorite um, sponsor. It'll take you right to the website. Everything you know about those sponsors are right We appreciate our sponsors supporting our program and you supporting our sponsors as always. Jude Young is next with all access, so keep it right here on 106.1 FM. did want to uh, let folks know the Saints have announced they are are canceling the August 10th uh, open practice for the fans uh, because of heat. Uh, uh, and uh, so, again, uh, make your plans accordingly. You will not be able to see practice. They'll probably be indoors. All right, folks. It's been a blast. Hope you enjoyed the program. If you missed any of it, the podcast will be up about 20 minutes after the show ends. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. From the dog, catch to the governor. That includes the mayor. They all got to go.
2: The
6: Lord, and I swear we ain't.
2: We ain't going to lose no without a fight. Right, I want y'all. You
3: already know now.